Happy New Year, and welcome to Devious and Disabled. I'm your host, Madam Mayhem, your disability dom, your friendly neighborhood dominatrix, your chronically kinky best friend, here to talk to you. I will say, we discuss explicit content, sexual content, and kink content in this podcast, so... Watch your ears, open your mind, and let's get started. I want to have an open, honest relationship with you all. And so I will begin this journey on air with you discussing my personal life, my lifestyle within kink, both professionally and personally, mostly focused on my personal experiences with some anecdotes of my professional experiences. But um, mostly, I want to touch on how disability within our society and within the fetish and kink world can be um, just as isolating and warped as it can be yeah, in mainstream society, and that within the kink community, chronic illness is actually way more prevalent in my experience, and maybe that's just because I seek out those that understand me, but, and that's part of what this podcast is, which is connecting other chronically ill kinksters together. So, I personally have uh, four major chronic illnesses that affect my day-to-day life, um, the first being Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, the second being uh, Complex Regional Pain uh, Syndrome, uh, the third being Gastroparesis, and the fourth being Mast Cell Activation Disorder, which is mostly just spontaneous allergies and having um, a lot of allergies, which comes into play a lot with uh, sex because I have one of those rare fucking semen allergies, which is so unpleasant, but has helped me learn to adapt how I play and adapt what I consider to be sex and adapt how I, how I am intimate with someone and, um, help me be more creative and find safer alternatives for my body, for my body's needs, whether it's my allergies or my joint condition or my hypersensitivity. Um, kink has helped me adapt to something much more different than just having missionary sex and accepting that my body's going to get knocked out of place and then, um, just suffering for it. I've, you know, I long for a long, long time. I was like, if you hurt me, you know, if something comes out of place, if you fuck it out of place, you better stick around to, you know, massage it back in. And that is still my policy. However, very rarely do I put myself in a situation where I'm going to be fucked out of place at all. Because I just don't fuck like that anymore. I still like fucking like that, but I don't like the repercussions that come with it. And I do live a open, more casual lifestyle, even though I do have a primary partner. Um, it just works better for me personally, as a disabled person, as a dominatrix, as a lifestyle dom, I prefer to have um, that open level of control in my life. 
uh, and my partner has learned that they enjoy being, uh, being a part of that lifestyle with me in their capacity and, uh, at a long distance that puts them in a submissive, uh, cuckolding type role a lot of the time and it's been a huge journey for both of us because I had never had an in-person cuck before and it's been wonderful and amazing and also brought us even closer and I never really thought that that would have um as a very very sexual even hypersexual person and so I uh, to touch a little bit on the conditions that I have and how they affect um, my play. EDS is a condition that causes a laxity in your connective tissue, which means that I'm very flexible and um, my skin is very soft and velvety and uh, I can just like move in certain ways that maybe like aren't typical I can have my legs over my head, all kinds of fun things. But um, that can also be a problem because when I'm on top, I'm putting a lot of strain on like four or five main joints and something's bound to go um, just because of the pressure. So it can be not fun, but it can be fun. There's various levels to that. I have CRPS, Complex Regional Pain Syndrome. Um which causes a hypersensitivity in my uh, shoulder and upper extremity, which is a condition that can be found in many different extremities of the body, um, or even like your flank. I've had hypersensitivity in my abdomen. CRPS can grow and be a full body issue, so like it can wax and wane just like fibromyalgia and other conditions like that. CRPS is considered one of the most painful chronic pain illnesses on like the pain chart. Um, even though I feel like EDS should be up in there just as long, you know, along with all those others. But CRPS causes uh, hypersensitivity, a burning-like pain that's super severe and unknown for any other reason, uh, color discoloration of the body part, temperature change, sometimes there's a difference in uh, body hair in that area. Uh, mostly it is just unspecified outrageous pain that can also include swelling and other things, but that has no actual, like, cause to it. However, I, I believe that my constant dislocations from Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome caused so much trauma to the body that the nerves were set off, and that's what triggered my CRPS. And I do many experimental treatments to try to heal and prevent further injury. And that's actually how I got involved in kink in the first place was like, as a very tall woman, I knew that I could make money doing fetish stuff. So I've been sought out for fetish my whole life and I was like, go for it. And I quickly learned that there were a lot of little things that I could use to adapt my own personal sex life to make it better. And that's where this podcast has come from. I want to share what I've learned. I want others to come on my show and share what they've learned. Um, but I really want to help educate and open the conversation about disability, sexuality, and kink. Particularly in this kink lifestyle, in this fet life 
you know, community that we've created, this fetish community that we've created, um, how we can make kink more accessible for those who are chronically ill and disabled. Um, I think so many of the kinks out there actually lean in a direction that can be so beneficial for chronic illness patients, um, even those with mental health disorders and physical health conditions and limitations. What's so amazing about kink is that it is so adaptable if you know what you're starting with, particularly in my mind, something like bondage rope has been really beneficial for me. Um, it's been a healing experience to both be a rope top and for me to top myself in tying and learning knots and how to tie delicate bodies like myself. Uh, learning ways that I can still enjoy uh, physical touch without having to jar my body all have been a part of this journey. So, um, with that, I want to talk about some events that have happened in my life because in kink community that, you know, you would think within this community, we have a greater sense of, um, communication and consent and trust and, um, everything that goes along with, you know, involving yourself in this kind of play. And I had um, multiple experiences where I've been touched without my consent and it's caused an injury to me, um, which is something I usually communicate with everyone in advance and most people knew, but a lot of people forget. And I think that that's part of a problem that we need to, to like address and change, which is that people can't just ignore disabled people. We need to listen to what they're saying. And if you have someone you're interested in, or you um, are a disabled person and you're interested in playing with someone who doesn't have a disability or doesn't understand disability, or you're involving yourself in a group of people that are unknown to you, being extra communicative about your needs is so important. I I stopped involving myself in community events because I was being, I was having my consent constantly violated. <clears throat> so learning ways that I can still enjoy uh, physical touch without having to jar my body all have been a part of this journey. So, um... With that, the Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome causing so much instability and nerve damage within my shoulder and ribs and clavicle that it just was so far damaged after so many years, became hypersensitive. Uh, so I uh, cannot tolerate certain kinds of rope ties. I can't have people hug me certain ways. I don't like to be touched, especially gently on that shoulder. Um, but like touched at all is really an issue. And, um, this leads me into like a consent conversation because you never know what someone's dealing with. 
And in the kink community, you should be having conversations with someone before you play with them. And I had an experience a few times, and you can't ever expect someone to remember everything, but when you stress something, um, or you are using physical um, movements to prevent someone from doing something, it should be clear that they need to stop. But I had an instance at a party once where someone came up to me and they um, just, they touched my shoulder. They put their hand on my shoulder and like kind of grabbed my shoulder. And um, I kind of was just like, hey, I need you to not do that. You know, I have a hypersensitive shoulder. It's bare for a reason, but it's not bare for you to touch it. Um, at kink parties, people are naked a lot, so a lot of people are touching other people. But again, you need consent to touch somebody, so this shouldn't have happened. But um, later on, that touch just ruined my night and just created such severe pain for me. Um, later at a different party at the same house, someone else did another non-consensual thing that um, cause that, like, they spanked me while giving, like, I consented to a hug, but I didn't consent to a spanking, so they hugged me, slapped my ass, and that unexpected slap, because of the EDS, uh, partially dislocated my hip for weeks, which was a problem, because I had just gotten it in place, and anyone with hip issues knows, like, it is a serious pain in the ass to, to deal with, let alone out, let alone trying to get it back in or keeping it in. So I stopped really attending community events because of so many consent violations. And I really only partake in one-on-one or very small groups that I trust and have built my own little kinky family with but who understand chronic illness. So most of the kinksters I play with also have chronic conditions. So I just call us the chronic kinksters because we're all stoners and we're all sick and we're all fucking kinky. So what's fucking better than that? So with CRPS being the top of the hypersensitive pain charts, top pain scale charts, you have to be even more aware of where your person has this problem, both as a top, bottom, sub, dom. If your sub has some severe pain conditions as the dom, you need to understand that that means your sub is not going to always be available at your beck and call the way that both they would probably want to be and you want. As a dom, the reverse is true. Your sub needs to understand that you're not always going to be available to pick up and start play at any given moment or available to play as often as they would like or you would like. That is a huge issue I have. I have multiple play partners, all of which you want to play every week, and my health will knock me down for two to three weeks at a time, and that just means there's no play for anybody, and that makes me sad, and it makes them sad, and then it's a whole big round of sadness on top of dealing with the health issues and chronic pain. So having partners who are compassionate to your illnesses are extremely important. Um, and I just wanted to touch base on that just a little bit. And especially how when you have a hypersensitive condition in like CRPS or fibromyalgia or even just like a sensitive area, 
you know, sometimes a gentle touch can be a lot more painful than a rougher touch. So when I'm being massaged, uh, a gentle massage can be irritating as fuck. And like really digging in with the right kind of like solid pressure is exactly what I need. And I can handle on my hypersensitive side, but only at the intense pressure, not at the light touch that's triggering and causes more pain problems for me. And I know it's true for others. So know your partner, know their triggers, talk to them about how they're doing the day of play, you know, be aware that partners with chronic illness are more likely to have to cancel or postpone or change the type of play. So often I'll have a partner who wants to come over and I really want to have a soak and a smoke and we're going to do a rope session and a nursing session and we're going to play and do all of the fun things. And I dislocated something, so rope is out. And now I'm having, you know, gastroparesis, stomach problems, and I can't keep anything down. So now nursing's probably out because I can't keep water down, so I'm not going to be able to hydrate enough to handle that, Um, or at least not at a full session. So just enjoying each other's company and doing a little bit of sensual touch and stuff, if possible, is, you know, an option, or canceling and rescheduling for another time when I'm more at my best, which is what I prefer to do. Prefer to not play with my play partners unless I really can bring my full self to the scene. But I love having play partners who can come over when I'm at my weak point and really bring me the pleasure and relief and service that I need as a dom. Because those kind of subs are the ones that I value the most in my life. The ones that come over and care for me and, you know, cook for me and take care of my body and massage me and take care of my feet and open the hot tub and take care of the chemicals. All of the little service things that help make my day move a little smoother and reduce my pain a little bit more. And maybe I have them do yard work in a fucking butt plug but my yard work's getting done and they're having fun doing it. So like, and I'm stuck in bed, but I can watch from the window and that's enough. And maybe it's, you know, a wireless controlled butt plug. So I'm still having some fun with them while they're bending over picking up shit. So like, I found ways around my disabilities to enjoy being a dom, enjoying kink and enjoying my relationships with others. And so I'd love to talk with you about how you have done similar things, how you've incorporated your chronic illness into your kink play, into your sexual dynamics and partners, and how your partners help adapt to when you're having a flare. Let's talk. Email me at deviousanddisabled at gmail.com or on Twitter at disabilidom, D-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-D-O-M. You can get in touch with me either place. You can follow my podcast anywhere that you're downloading your podcast. Please leave a review and let me know what you'd like to talk about, hear about next, if you'd like to be on my show. And just overall, let me know how you're doing. I like to know how my, my, my crowd, my chronic kingsters are faring in this post 
apocalyptic style world in this pandemic life we're living which is going to be again another whole show that i'm planning stay kinky my friends have a good one